Hello, your host Maria Scruggs here, happy to be with you today. Welcome to the Recovery Voice Podcast. I have talked briefly about how having supportive relationships can help us in recovery, but with Valentine's Day approaching, I thought I would talk about romantic relationships. Because most of us want a close relationship with a significant other, but as we all know, it can be so hard to find the significant other. And sometimes, while in illness, we tell ourselves that nobody would like to be with us because we're quote-unquote broken. But as the saying goes, last time I checked, broken crayons still color. And really, who isn't broken anyway? Think about it. All of us are walking around with wounds. Just some wounds are more visible than others. Dating is hard for anyone. Mental health issues are not. But even with mental health issues, it is not impossible. Whether you use an app, a website, or meet people the old-fashioned way, starting, in my experience, is the hardest part. Why? Because we're often riddled with all sorts of questions, usually fueled by anxiety. Will they like me? What if it doesn't work out? What if I get hurt? What if I scare them away with my illness or personality? And whether the questions are fueled by anxiety or not, they may very well be valid. But these questions we have, they are not any different than, than, than for those with a supposed clean, clean bill of mental health. I am not a relationship expert, but these are some things that have helped me. Just remember, number one, not everybody is going to like you. It's as simple as that. Nobody is that extremely likable and it's okay because going in knowing this is helpful in dealing with rejection. The saying translated from Spanish is that no one is a gold coin to be liked by everyone. Number two, if you do manage to get into a relationship, remember that all relationships have an expiration date. Some are longer than others, but at some point all relationships end. Yes, even grandma and grandpa, who were married for 75 years, ended the relationship when one of them passed away. This is not to say that you must actively avoid dating because they all have an expiration date. It just means that when it's time to end it and move on, you don't have to agonize over all the details on breaking up. Number three, being in any close relationship will put you in a more vulnerable position to get hurt. Just remember that getting hurt, whether intentional or not, is a normal part of growing. Number four, scaring them away. The way I see it, and here comes another saying, if they can't handle you at your worst, they do not deserve you at your best. In other words, try not to sweat this whole idea that you might scare them away. If you do, it just means they were not the one for you, and you can peacefully move on. Also, relax. Just because you struck up a conversation with someone you like doesn't mean that it will end up in those thousand nightmare scenarios that run through your head. And six, most importantly, be yourself. Be true to yourself. When your true self shines through, try that saying 10 times fast, your chances of entering an authentically supportive relationship increase. Like I said, I am not a relationship expert, but these are some of the things that helped me. Now, to disclose or not to disclose about your mental health struggles. This is always a very tough one. I chose to disclose. This scared away a couple people, but it didn't phase the one who eventually became my husband. I saw it as, well, if I had diabetes or cancer, I may want to let them know. I see mental health as any other physical illness out there. 
But this closing is truly a very personal matter. I am putting myself out there to the world by disclosing everything about me in this podcast, and it is very scary. I have relatives, friends, and acquaintances that have no idea of the struggles I've been through. And I am honestly nervous about what will happen when they find out that I have gone through the trauma I've been through and developed these invisible illnesses of the mind. But I am being true to myself. After much consideration, I decided that this was the best course of action for me. Perhaps you can help tease out some of these things with your therapist and come with a conclusion of your own. Also, I wanted to let you know that disclosure doesn't need to happen on the first date. You can take your time figuring out when is the best time to disclose. Another point I wanted to touch today, with Valentine's Day approaching and all, don't force yourself to go out on a date just because of some arbitrary date that has been set to celebrate romantic love. Just because I am talking about it doesn't mean that you should try to force yourself into dating if you're not ready or don't want to. You can use this arbitrary date to celebrate romantic love as a day of self-love. Anybody can benefit from being more gentle to themselves, working on increasing self-esteem and more self-care. There is nothing wrong with taking yourself out on a date with yourself. In fact, I recommend you do it. If you, like me, think that this is going to be silly, just remember that more pe most people are self-absorbed and will not even notice that you're out on your own. And for the tiny amount of people that would notice it, they don't care enough. Trust me, this will also increase your sense of self-worth. At least it did for me. I told myself that I was worth taking out to a nice dinner and a movie. And guess what? It was worth it. A few times I have taken myself out for a nice dinner. My favorite is the steakhouse, but I also enjoy other cuisines. And I am not much of a movie watcher, but I have treated myself to manicures and pedicures, a nice haircut, because those are the kinds of things I enjoy. For those of you already in relationships, remember that you have to take care of yourself too. It may look like taking care, like taking yourself out for a date, or it may be as simple as spending some time alone. Don't completely lose yourselves in a relationship. Remember that you can't serve from an empty cup. So you have to set aside some time to replenish yourself and be true to yourself. Deep breathing exercises, meditation, prayer, a nice cup of tea, reading a good book, going out to get a haircut, mani-pedi, a massage, some time off to do nothing, eating nutritious foods, self-compassion, progressive muscle relaxation, managing stress, planning out your day or week, counting your blessings, taking a nice hot or a bath or shower, going on a retreat. These are all ways to replenish yourself. Questions, comments? Be sure to go over to the Recovery Voice Podcast website at www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com slash podcast and invite a friend, or a friend or relative to listen in. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at recovery underscore voice. That's recovery underscore voice. Did you find value in this podcast? Help support this podcast at www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com slash support and buy me a cup of tea to keep going. That's www.recoveryvoicepodcast.com slash support and you will find the button to donate to keep this podcast going. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.